2022 is behind us, but if you can say that it was a particularly hard year, maybe because of death in the family or divorce or situations that made you cry in silence, then this episode is for you because it is possible to be a Christian and sad. No one knows but God and he's asked me to talk to you today. So let's talk about what to do before it turns to full-blown depression. Join me for the Woman Pray Podcast 2023. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out. Pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman Pray Podcast. It's the new year, and I want to thank you for continuing with us as we've offered practical messaging that makes you effective in prayer. Now, before we begin today, I want to invite you to come to our annual women's conference, March 17th and the 18th at Hope Cathedral, as well as online. Our theme this year is Soldier Up. We're soldiering up because we're talking about spiritual warfare, and it's a topic you don't want to miss because you may be under spiritual attack, but you don't know it. And so you're walking away from the victory that Jesus has secured for you, living in defeat as a Christian. And so we're going to empower you and you don't want to miss it. Go to hopecathedral.com forward slash EM. Women Pray Mentoring has kicked off. And while you're too late for the January session, I invite you to consider what it would look like to be mentored in the second session that starts at the end of February. Go to womanpray.com for more details or you can register there. Now, again, thank you for joining me today. I believe God has a word in mind for us as women, especially when his daughters are feeling blue or sad. And I know it's the new year and everyone is celebrating or looking forward with great hope that this year will be better than past. But God told me to remind you of Psalm 42 so you can ask yourself the question now. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. And so I want to begin there because sadness is basically the response we all have when hope is gone, when change seems impossible and our predicament is so real that it overshadows who God is and what he said instead of the other way around. I'd also add that there's a cry that relieves pressure. I mean, tears are an outlet. The feelings have to go somewhere, so the tears fall, which is why I don't think there is any shame in feeling sadness. You're human. It's a real emotion. But as a Christian, you can't stay there. Psalm 144 verse 15 says, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. And we declare Jesus is Lord. So let's determine to cheer up by understanding how and why. And the first thing that I recommend is a good cry. <laughs> Surprise, right? I know. Give yourself a space to just let the tears fall. Give yourself permission to cry that ugly cry. 
allow the moan, allow the release. Don't keep that pent up, but let it go. Now, when you let it go, two things to remember are number one, don't talk a lot as you cry so that you don't contradict the word of promise and then demonstrate unbelief instead of faith or confidence in the God that you serve. Because your tears are just emotions, you can't trust them. And so they'll change with circumstances. So don't say anything against God. Let your words be few. And then number two, don't visit this space often. Ecclesiastes says that there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, time to mourn and a time to dance, which is why I'm saying to respect the times. A good cry is healthy, it's normal and natural, but done too often, it may rob your strength, paralyze your productivity and move you to self-pity when God didn't make you weak. He said, let the weak say I'm strong. He has not erased your life's assignment. His purpose and grace must still be fulfilled. You have a calling. And he's made you courageous, saying to you, just as he did to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. And so after the cry, make a decision to press into the will of your father for your life. And his will is for you to arise and shine, for you to receive the garment of praise for heaviness, for you to intentionally trust in his word for your life. And most times when there is sadness, we're short-sighted, seeing the problem only. But Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears that the poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. These and other passages encourage the soul. So look to the word of God when you're sad. His promise is your answer because your father will not lie to you, but he spreads his wing over you to cover your nakedness, the place where your hurt or pain is exposed. He will take care of you. And then in a proactive way, whether your disposition tends towards melancholy or you've experienced a loss that has made you weighted or you have feelings of inadequacy that constantly make you sad, constantly remind yourself in those moments that you are not alone. And I don't mean that as if misery loves company or as if you should commiserate with others. But I mean your Savior, Jesus, was a man of many sorrows and he was acquainted with grief. In fact, he made a covenant of peace with you by bearing your grief and carrying your sorrows so that you're not alone to manage the reason for the sadness. He gave his life so that there could be an exchange. And so when tears roll behind your eyeballs, oh yeah, or puddle below your chin and you can't help but withdraw from those you love or who love you, choose life and make an exchange. As hard as it may be, pray the actual words. Father, I choose. I choose life and I release this sorrow from my life, asking that you would replenish me as it is written. That's in Jeremiah. Now listen, there may not be an immediate shift of sadness, but because faith without works is dead, you have to act on the exchange and pursue life, not death, by ignoring the feeling of sadness, just as you would ignore an email from a marketing company or as you would scroll by a random ad. It's, the, it's there, but you're not giving it attention. So it is, you may be truly sad. Sadness may present itself but refuse to welcome or entertain it. 
Don't isolate yourself to tears daily and regularly because it means you're rehearsing the loss or the disappointment or the feelings as if you're not careful. As if you're not careful, sadness will seep. And if you're not careful, sadness will cement it in your heart. So if there was a breakup, stop playing the saddest music you can find. Don't entertain sadness. Instead, maybe call someone that allows you to take your mind off of the hurt, someone who makes you smile or laugh. Find someone who's, who needs your help this year, like a single mother. Volunteer or give to something that can benefit from your gifts and skill sets. You can be a blessing if you give of yourself. Recently, I talked to a sister who lost one parent in 2021 and the second parent in 2022, and her child went off to college away from home. That's a lot of loss that can make a person sad, not necessarily depressed, but certainly sullen. It's a recipe that would cause some to use food or isolation as a solve for the heart. But I encouraged her, as I would you, to find someone with a need and begin to serve. And I encouraged her to find a place to give of herself that would make her smile as well as be helpful. If you do the same, your mind won't be hostage to thoughts of betrayal or failure or loss or pain. I know what it is when your heart hurts and the pain can be unbearable, excruciating. But I also know what it means to press into the promise that God has made you, because if there is nothing else that you are sure of, you are sure of his love for you. And it is this one thing that you must hold tightly to no matter what. There's a nursery rhyme that said, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And if you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Yeah, it's a juvenile song. It's juvenile, but it's also a reminder of what God tells us to do when there's heaviness. And that is to put on the garment of praise. That's right. Turn on and turn up your praise. Not the world turn up, but your praise to God. Recount what is going right in your life. Burst into the sadness with shouts of praise. Praise God loud and strong over and over. Just as you turn on a light switch, turn on praise. And remember, you are a beautiful woman of God. You're a beautiful woman who belongs to the Most High. Your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name. You're created in the image of the living God. You're a picture of his love, accepted and called the beloved, which means you are important. You are necessary and needed. Someone does care about you. You can do things right. And yes, you still matter. Even if no one else is, is naturally present, you are not alone and you will never be forsaken or forgotten. There is nothing in your life that God doesn't care about. If it's on your mind, it's on his, and he is able to protect you from that which is too strong for you. He does hide you in the secret place of his presence from the plots of every man. He has you in the palm of his hand and nothing can take you out. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not tribulation or distress in your life, not persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, not death or life, angels or princes 
principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, not height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall, shall be able to separate you from the love of God. So embrace this new year with an expectation that he's got you. He understands you. I mean, he made you and you are enough for him and to him. And if you can't figure out anything to do in this year, but fall in love with Jesus so that your love with him, all, so that you're falling in love with him with all of your heart, your soul, your mind and strength, then it's enough. It will be the best decision of your life. The kind that will make you flourish like a green leaf, even if you feel dried up. To love him will make you grow like a cedar in Lebanon, even if you feel like you've been trampled upon. If you'll love him with this year, in this year, with all of your heart and plant yourself in the house of God, then you will flourish in his course, even if someone else put you out of their life. If you'll love him in this year, he'll make you fresh and flourishing so you will never look like what you went through. Not because you're perfect, but because he is. And he's so very faithful. So welcome to 2023, where the Lord is a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory, and there is no good thing that he withholds from you when you walk uprightly before him. So be encouraged, my sister, and let the last cry stay in yesterday. And so I want to pray for you as I welcome you to the Woman Pray podcast, that there is no regret in our love for you and who we are in your son, Jesus. So we lift up our eyes to the hills for you are our helper. You are the strength of our life. You are everything that we have need of. So we commit our way unto you, Father. We commit 2023 unto you. And we trust that you, Father, will keep us from falling even until the day of Jesus Christ, that you would be glorified through your son. And we're not just happy because you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you are our God and it is enough for us. So be glorified through your son as you show yourself strong in a people that believe you and trust you. We are yours and you are ours. So remember now your covenant, Lord, in Jesus' name and all of the women of God, the people of God can say amen. Now, woman, make 2023 a great year and we'll see you very soon. Bless you. Woman Pray Podcast.